Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is like the 30th of May, the last Thursday in the month of May 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, it was one of those weeks. Dave, we have a, we don't we don't have a guest today, but we have like so much stuff to pack into this show. I, 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 I don't know like, like how we're going to have time, especially when um, the most important Thing in the entire whole wide world is is on Go Raptors, eh? <laughs> Gotta love when uh, when a Canadian team makes uh, makes a sort of thing. I, I, I think it, it hasn't been like a, a big final outside of hockey. Um, in the uh, I'm gonna you know sort of label myself and and my participation in sports when it's not like you know at this level uh, sportsing. Uh, but like a Canadian teams don't make it to this level of sportsing in in any of the events outside of hockey. And last time I remember was '93. Right, and that really dates it with the Blue Jays. Um, you know, and I, I can't remember a sports team outside of hockey going that far. So, yeah, it's it's exciting, and it's it's funny to watch because we've got this like massive country. Like you and I are further apart than like you know, most like uh, further apart than like America is wide. <laughs> we're, far, yeah. we're, we're farther apart, and yet the whole country is kind of going, uh huh. All right. That's our team. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's just like, all right, there's our team. Um, so well, yeah, good, good, good luck to them, and uh, and it's going to be exciting. Well, again, interestingly, as it turns out, um, I saw I saw this map in uh, Slate on Slate.com. So take it from the source. It may be right. It may be <laughs> aspirational, but um, <laughs> um, as it turns out, most of America is also cheering for the Toronto Raptors. Um, I'm, I'm figuring it's because uh, the one thing Americans can absolutely agree on beyond how much they you know, love Canadians is uh, much collectively they just hate California. <laughs> <laughs> um, so aside from the state of Nevada, which I think is where the betting is happening, everyone else is going for the Raptors. Um, so go raps go. Uh, we'll see how we'll see how happy we are about this uh, this whole thing next week. Brilliant, brilliant. We'll fo- we'll follow up then. Um, all right, you're you're right. We, it has just been a power power week in uh, in search and updates and articles. Well, I, I want uh, to. Do you do I got a great segue all lined up. Speaking, all right, perfect. Uh, speaking of Canadian things that certain Californians ought to be wary of. Hmm. If your name is Mark Zuckerberg or uh, Sheryl Sandberg and you come to Canada, this is breaking news. Um, this this just came down in the last hour. If your name is Mark Zuckerberg or Sheryl Sandberg, you are absolutely welcome to Canada, but you are going to uh, you're going to be picked up and transported to Ottawa, where you win a free trip to talk to our parliament because they're mad that you didn't show up for a series of committee hearings that you were summoned to. Um. There's been inter- there's an international interparliamentary committee on um, social media and its impact on democracy, electoral process, uh, truth in media, etc. And aside from congressional hearings, well, well, the United States is not 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 participating in this in this 
this, this, this parliamentary group, um, but Australia, New Zealand, Canada, uh, Great Britain, France, Germany, and many other countries are. And uh, Facebook has been asked to, and Google as well, have been asked to appear uh, before uh, before this the, the, this this committee, and they've chosen not to. So the committee the, just thrown its hands up and said, you know, why did you guys ever come to our countries? We're picking you up and we're forcing you to testify. And so there is a summons on uh, on Zuckerberg and Sandberg. <laughs> so now we know where they're not going. <laughs> Indeed. Well, you know, it's, Canada's proven over and over again it's Hawa- ha- ha- um, Huawei or the highway. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Now we're going to arrest you. That's what we're going to do. Um Anyway, I think that's I think that's a, a, an interesting turn of events. Not like it'll actually happen. I mean, a I doubt that the, either of them would come to Canada uh, unless Zuckerberg uh, chooses to start eating bear or something. Um, and uh, even if they did, it's highly unlikely we're going to actually actually really pick them up and take them to Ottawa because who wants to go there, right? Like <laughs> Ottawa. <laughs> Okay, so that's done. That was uh that 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 just broke, and I thought that was uh, absolutely worth noting because that doesn't happen very often. No, no, and and good. I mean, you, you can't just not show up. Right? Like you you just can't if you want to operate your company in a country, and if you're summoned by that country's legislature, you, you really, you know. Well, show up. <laughs> kind of the law. Yep. Um, if I was summoned by a court, and Parliament is, in fact, a court, if I was summoned by a court, I would be expected to show up. Yeah. Um, or they would come and get me. Anyway. All right. So, <laughs> Where to? Uh, how about to the Wix battle? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> for real, we don't make this stuff up for fun. Um, 25,000, 25K on the line. Um, there's a, uh, a battle that's being sponsored by, I'm going to take it, to, again, take this from the source. It's being sponsored by Wix, but um, SEOs have like just railed against Wix. I, I, and I'm one of them. I, I, I dislike what I have seen of the Wix, of the Wix uh, content management system. Mm-hmm. Well, Wix wants to prove us wrong. Wix wants to get a team of SEO lovers and a team of SEO haters to battle against each other and um, uh, 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 <laughs> they're going to choose choose two um, two SEO agencies uh, based on the following criteria, Google ranking, years of experience, online presence, online reviews, technical skill set, quality of content, and number of clients and they're going to have them fight it out to see who can uh, get a website to, 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 to rank better, the Wix platform or the platform of the other company's choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know what? I, I mean, I, I have to. I, I'm going to admit something here. I haven't used Wix in ages, right? I'll bet you haven't either, right? Like you, oh, you, you, so, so I'm going to just, full disclosure, I, they may have made advancements in the well, last couple of years. I don't know about but um, have, okay I'm, I'm, i've got to now that you said it yeah. I've, got, I've got it right in front of me i got i've got to say it wix claims to have they want to build the most seo friendly website builder on the web so they built it baked right into uh their their website builder you don't gotta you know get no plug-in to work with this um 
tools that include custom meta tags, canonical URLs, structured data, 301 redirects, uh, custom uh, open graph tag, uh, tags for social sharing, custom event uh, tracking, creating sitemaps and robot text files, setting up uh, the system will set up canonical URLs, and their system helps users connect to Google Search Console with just a few clicks. In other words, they tore apart Yoast SEO and built it into their system. Yeah, but it sounds like they built in like Yoast, you know, 10. <laughs> like, and, and that's what I expect. And it, it is going to be an interesting battle, right? Like what I, because you, you, you're judging, right? Like when your judge is, has a vested interest in the winner, um, you know, there is some room for, for sort of questions. So I'm going to hope that there's a, a totally legitimate judging panel because I know there are rules and guidelines that need to be followed as, as part of this. Mm -hmm. sort of processed you can't violate guidelines so those sorts of things fair enough but you know it, you got to make sure that we have an, an unbiased sort of approach who's going to decide whether a link violates the guideline well i can tell you who the hip the hip and exceedingly stylish uh london-based seo lucas Zielinski. You've, uh, you may have seen the fellow, uh, the bright red beard, um, always has a fashionable fedora. Um, never yeah. met him personally. Seems like a pretty cool and uh, pretty in touch fella. All right. If we can have an unbiased, it is going to be. Of course, I'm going to be watching it. You're probably going to be watching it, right? Like to, mm -hmm. to see how this, how this all plays out. I don't know how you handle a PR nightmare if you're Wix and it doesn't go your way. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's like, oh, and we lost. It cost us $25,000 to look bad, right? Like, that's, that's not going to go great. But, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting, and we'll see. And you know what? If Wix does win, like legitimately does win, it, it will serve a core function in that, A, we've just been talking about it, and we'll announce if, if, if they win or not, like who, who the winner is. Yeah. Uh, and if the... Wix manages to pull it off, yeah, I'd probably take a, a second peek. Now, is it going to be like, am I going to like talk to clients about moving stuff? No, but I might not avoid it like the plague if a client had it. <laughs> well, exactly. If a client comes to you and they got Wix, your first instinct isn't going to be to pick up your churned stomach and recommend a, a new platform. Yeah, exactly. Maybe exactly. it'll so, <laughs> you can You can enter your agency totally wide open, go to uh, uh, Wix.com slash contest slash SEO dash battle. Um, you know, I'm uh, I'm really curious what the results are going to be. I've I, I admit to a strong prejudice against Wix, but um, like 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 you said, Dave, I haven't used that platform in a seen that platform in over a year. So the truth is, I'm talking out my ear. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we did that. That wasn't as distasteful as I thought it would be. <laughs> uh, all right so now where where shall we go now that we've covered um some, some... we only got a couple sec a couple minutes before we got to take yeah. a break so here's a tip that i just i just came across in search engine journal and thought you know this is the kind of thing that it's that this show is actually you know we have this show because we should be mentioning mentioning this kind of stuff to other other seos so um when uh, when was the last time? How, how, how to ask this? 
Archive.org, the Wayback Machine. <laughs> Use it very often. Oh, yeah, as you were leading up, I'm like, okay, that's the tab I'm going to open because I know where you're going with this. Uh, I've, I've had to use it. When they need donations, I donate every single time because I'm like, this has saved my butt so many so times. Many times. Absolutely. Um, so, okay, don't tell our listeners the story in case they have not used Archive for this purpose because it is outstanding. Which story? Which uh, which which one? Oh, the archive. Okay, so I sorry. I assume you're going the archive version for oh. troubleshooting. I assume that's that was. exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For troubleshooting, when there's a problem, on, when there's a problem on the website, but that's not. I don't troubleshoot. Like I, I fix it. I often, you know, when you the blast ahead and you like you change a link on the client site, and then like yeah. you're halfway through it, you you've updated, but you totally forget what the old link was in case you want to revert back, and then you're like, oh god, I hit update. Damn it. Yep. Because you're an idiot and you didn't yep. save. Mm-hmm. That's what the Wayback Machine is for. It is brilliant. And, and I mean, you know, you can go, I guess, for our listeners who, who've never used it. And there, there's your fallback, right? If, if the page has been cached by Google, great. But how often have we hit scenarios, especially if you're, you're part of an agency where a client changed something, or maybe you did, or maybe one of your staff did, and it was two weeks ago, and now the cache, you know, Google's cache, Bing's cache, whatever, Baidu's cache, like I've checked all the cache. <laughs> they're all cleared. Um, you know, or, or they're all showing the, the newer version. Now, where are you going to find that, that old content? Where are you going to find that old code? Um, archive.org is, is outstanding. It has saved my butt. Um, a, as a note, because we, we've talked JavaScript here many, many times, if you're using... Um, like a like a pre-rendering system, Phantom or, or whatever. If you're using a pre-rendering, don't forget to let the archive bots through. And that's something I actually just had a client do a, a few months ago. I'm like, oh, right, we need to let the archives through in case something goes wrong so that I can always go to the archive. I've used it that often. Um, and most times, as I'm sure you've, you've experienced too, it's like a client has updated like a sale page and they're like, what was that sale from last year? Or like they need to switch the page back and it's like, oh, well. Too bad your system doesn't have, you know, version histories uh, <laughs> or whatever it is. And it's like, okay, let's let's go to the archives and, and find out what that is. Um, so it is it is great. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd never actually thought of it for um, for code because I've never needed it for that. It's like, oh yeah, right. I guess if your code um, went sideways, usually I find contents going missing. But if your code's going sideways, yeah, there's some like you know your old form setups in there or whatever. So, so that's one of the things that, you know, old SEOs, you know about archive.org, the Wayback Machine, you, you know, you thought it was really cool when you first saw it. new SEOs, oh my God, now you got this tool, use it, like, and then don't waste a lot of time, like, exploring old stuff, um, unless you want to go to onramp.org, that was my first website. <laughs> well, and I just used it as, as like, an SEO, like, for, for SEOs, um, where I had a client come to me, they had an old site like six months ago, they switched to a new site and mm-hmm. the rankings tanked, right? Mm-hmm. To the archives, <laughs> right? And you can go to the archives and see, oh, okay, what did you have there before um, that, uh, that may or may not have been, have been better. So yeah, I mean, for, for any listeners who, who haven't been to the archives, go there, right? Check your site, have some fun. Check Google's site back in like <laughs> the, the origin of the archives. It's, it's good times. Um, and it is interesting, like I'm sure you've done it for this too, is I've just taken like older sites and gone to like first date and then like sort of once a year, you know, whatever it might be, NBC or whatever, right? And then just, you can watch how the web has grows and evolves. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, neat stuff. So anyway, that's a, uh, that's a great tip and that's over at, uh, SEJ. Um, and as you can tell, both Jim and I are pretty stoked about, uh, <laughs> about the archives. So yeah, go over there, visit. And if you end up in trouble, you, you know, you or, or a client wrecks something and it's no longer in the caches. Now, you know where you can go to get it only if you've let the bots through. I've actually, and, and as if you can submit specific pages and there are specific pages that I have submitted for indexing where a client will continuously overwrite um, this one yep. page, right? <laughs> and they're constantly changing his page. And so I manually have made sure that it's in there with its like static version. So, cause I have hit that where I go back and I'm like, Oh, that page wasn't, wasn't crawled. Um, so <laughs> at least there one of those go. things you can do. Again, archive.org, an incredible, incredible resource. Uh, use it as much as you possibly can. And yeah, when they're on a, when they're on a uh, fundraising drive, um, give to lit. Well, you know, give them three bucks, just like you would Wikipedia. Everyone did it; they never have to do it again. Right. right. Okay. Speaking of, give them three bucks. If everyone did it, they wouldn't have to do it again. We got to do it. We got to go to commercial. So, friends, stick around. We got to take a commercial break here on Web College on Webmaster Radio LFM. You are listening to a podcast recorded on the thirtieth of May, twenty nineteen. On behalf of Dave Davis and B Second Into Marketing, this is Jim Hendrick Digital Voice Media. Back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. What if you had access to analytics from the most visited sites on the web? Think about real-time sales and signups from Amazon and Netflix, stats and engagement from Slack and HubSpot, all on one patented platform. That's Nacho Analytics. Nacho is perfect for details on your product design and development, instant for influencer info, and fantastic for real-time financial figures. Level the playing field today for your business with Nacho. What are you doing? All this Nacho talk got me hungry. Level the playing field today for your business with NachoAnalytics.com. Seriously? Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Online anytime. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Are you looking for the best in work? Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Jamming and spamming, cashing in the clicks. SEO is always in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. 
commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Webcology and webmasterradio.fm. It's the 30th of May, 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from... Beeson Internet Marketing and Dave, if um, you're uh, you are actually, I'm pretty sure you and Mary won't be because, along with the rest of Canada, you'll be watching the Raptors game between <laughs> PM and 9 PM Pacific, 9 PM and midnight Eastern time. But if you're watching Netflix in Canada and the signal sort of buggers out and stops working, that's because the Netflix technicians are also watching the Raptors game because Netflix just put up a few minutes ago, um, a a tweet, um. I don't know much reading from Netflix Canada. I don't know much about basketball, but I do know that if you're watching Netflix tonight, instead of watching the Raptors' historic game one, then you're letting down all of Toronto, all of Canada, and all of Drake. <laughs> Nobody wants to let down all of Drake. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Sad Drake is a horrible thing to see. <laughs> um, so, again, good, good. it's good to get that warning shot across. Like, yeah, if you're trying to, like, Catch up on some on you know binge watching some some shows you know just realizing that you haven't caught season five Arrested Development or something don't do it during the game because it's probably going to get glitchy yeah and if something does go wrong trust me you're the only one who cares <laughs> <laughs> nobody else cares okay so where okay here's another cool okay more cool cool tips on cool tools you can use to be a better SEO um. This was really cool. Overriding geographic location with like Chrome DevTools. Love it. Isn't that so cool? You can see how your site performs like somewhere else in the country or somewhere else in the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I love it. You can get a get a chance to yeah, you sort of pop into to Google from from location X, Y, or Z. Um, it was funny. I misunderstood the instructions that they were giving. Um, you know, you have to hit the Control Shift P. To, mm-hmm. to get into into sort of that section. Well, if you do that before you've actually launched DevTools, then it just launches your printer. So I spent the first like couple <laughs> minutes going, why why are my printer properties popping up? Okay, so don't do that. Do a Control Shift I. <laughs> get your get your uh, get your DevTools open in Chrome. Control Shift P. Um, then you're going to basically open a command prompt, um, and from there you can open up your signals. Um, and, uh, yeah, off you go. You can, you can change your location. They have some sort of preset ones. Um, you know, Tokyo, I was, I was in Tokyo earlier. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, at a few locations, but you can customize it, which I think is absolutely great. You can go, here's my latitude and longitude and, and dump it in there. So I haven't filled it yet with a bunch of locations that I don't already have proxies for. Uh, but I'm sure going to be doing that because it's really neat to be able to, well, a, you know, sort of pop in and, and check what, Google's looking like if you're from from Tokyo or or whatnot. Um, I haven't checked to see whether the results are consistent with physically located versus, um, you know, just coming in as if I am. And I'm sure, you know, I mean, all my personal settings are are still on there. So, you know, there there, there is that sort of, you know, skewing of, of the results. You know, my MAC address didn't change and, and my logins didn't change and that sort of thing. But, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a neat Edition. I saw Danny Sullivan had posted about it. Um, it's now been covered over in uh, SEJ. I'm sure SEL too. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's a neat little feature. So go over, read about it, um, and yeah, you can set your uh, your browser to sort of mimic 
um, any given location, if, as long as you know it's latitude and longitude. I got I got I got this story out of SEJ. Um, and by the way, I, it's, it's it's so worth mentioning. Um, well, you know how we always like like cite that we're citing Barry Swartz. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should we should start doing the same thing with Roger Monty, I think, because like um, Roger is publishing quality material that is like incredibly helpful. Like almost every, uh, we're, we're 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 pulling on at least an article a week by Roger. Like yeah, that's, that's true. Like, dude, thank you. You're helping the industry and our show in a measure. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, and you know what? Actually, I'm going to give a give a a little tip here for people who don't know this. You most most of our listening audience probably does, but if you don't know, because when you're you're adding in some locations, um, you're going to want to add in their latitude, longitude using this feature. If you don't know the latitude and longitude, or you know, it, it's not necessarily even a city, because sometimes you may want to check in in outskirt areas. If you go to Google Maps. Pick a location, any given location. I don't click on anything that is in a, a map that you can see the location you want to be searching from. Um, up in the address bar, it gives you the latitude and longitude. So you can just drop those numbers in there and away you go. Excellent. Right on. Okay. One last silly story that I, that I think we should get to the, the actual really cool, serious story. Um, uh, well, actually, I don't know which is the cool, serious story, but the funny story... Um, <laughs> So if you got a Google bug, it's a new bug, not an old bug. So don't bug Google about old bugs because they don't got no old bugs on them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay, so um, Google's fixed everything. It's all fixed. There's not a bug. And if you do got a bug, it's not the bug you think it is. It's not the bug you were looking for. He said, waving his head casually. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what they what, – can, can you help? Yeah, they they really for real have solved their indexing issues. We'll we'll see. It did come out that it was human error. <laughs> you don't say that it caused them. I'm like, well, that absolutely makes sense. Whether it was like a system error or a computer or a, you know one way or another, it was a human error. Either that human didn't build in redundancy, or the human caused the problem. One of those two things had to happen. So even if it was the system, it was a human. Um. But uh, yeah, I, I guess they're they're saying it's resolved. Um, I tongue in cheek had posted a little countdown timer on Facebook. <laughs> like, all right, next issue we're going to hear about coming in, right? Like it, it, it'll happen again. But I try and remember, and I, I know you do too. And, and we sort of are picking on Google, and they're having all these problems. But this is a really, really hard and complicated system that they're that they're working with here, and we rely on them for a lot of things, and they're serving billions of people. I do try and remember that, like they need to keep a handle on things, but it's actually, when you really think about it, quite surprising more crap doesn't hit the fan more often <laughs> and in, and in bigger ways with such a, such a complex system. Um, well, in many know, ways, like, it's a funny thing. In so many ways, the crap does hit the fan all the time with these systems, but um, it affects like such a tiny, tiny, tiny sliver, like point zero zero point something percent of the web. And Google can, can easily manage to control that before anybody notices. Every once right. in a while, something major slips out. Um, and I think this might be an example of something major, a major, like Google wasn't indexing new sites, or Google was like turfing old sites for no apparent reason. <laughs> you get out of here! <laughs> No. Yeah, well, that's that's a that's a good point, actually. But yeah, a lot of things probably do go wrong that we just don't see, um, right? But we do see when all of a sudden 
you know, major news sites aren't having new content indexed. <laughs> That's a big problem. Um, so yeah, I mean, and, and good, glad they got it resolved. Um, they also seem to have had their caching issue. Like I, I don't know if our listeners remember, I, I'm pretty sure we talked about it. It was going back like a month or so ago, but it was a pre-existing issue before then um, where it was showing cache dates that were not current, right? Like it was showing ancient ones. And of course, this, I was painfully aware of this because I was dealing with two massive um, technical audits at the time. And, and unable to sort of figure out certain things that were going right or wrong because I, I couldn't see dates. I couldn't verify things the, the way I normally would. Um, but that also seems to have been remedied. So maybe these indexing issues were caused when they were trying to solve that. Who knows? But either way, that, that caching, uh, cache date issue also seems to be solved. And cache dates are now updating hopefully <laughs> we'll, we'll see maybe tomorrow we'll hear the cash date issues back who knows for some reason i got the old pirate phrase yo ho ho and a bottle of liquid lsd running through my head <laughs> I, I don't know why <laughs> must be the word cash <laughs> hey, stuff that'll bend your mind did you read bill slosky's article yeah oh, i thought you were going in a different direction but all right let's go to bill i i have not read his latest article i haven't had a chance yet Okay, uh, you, you, you need to read this article, but you're going to need to read it three or four times. I've only read it twice, and i got to tell you, i got to read it a couple more times. Um, aside from being probably, and, and, and this is a big thing to say, Bill's one of the smartest guys in search, and this is a field full of very smart people. <laughs> um, semantic frames and word embeddings at Google. Okay, semantic frames and word embeddings at Google. This is like um, this is like content SEO four twelve. If 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 you were gonna like like make a university course out of this, this is a high level stuff. So Rank Brain <laughs> uh, comes along and introduces a uh, an era of machine learning. Cool thing about machine learning is it learns real quick, but it doesn't necessarily get the context of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so um, there is a. Then the funny thing is, this, this is uh, this is probably only it's probably less than two thousand words, but it's two thousand incredibly dense words. So if I make a mistake in interpreting what Bill is saying here. Um, I, I beg everybody's pardon, especially Bill's. Um, okay, Rank Brain uh, introduces me, uh, the, 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 the era of machine learning into Google. Um, uh, 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 problem, with, problem is it doesn't necessarily understand the context of a word, so it has to figure out the words and phrases around the... Uh, the, 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 the phrase that, 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 that say the query phrase, okay? Mm -hmm. um, word embeddings are, according to Google, it's got like series of explanations. Um, and I have to find the right explanation before telling you what it is. <laughs> this is what happens when you read an article like... Um, two hours before the show. Um, okay, so uh, word embeddings are... are, 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 are um, 
I am I'm stalling for time trying to find the right part in the article. I should have I should have started with frame semantics because that's all the explanations at the top. Um, frame semantics, uh, conceptual structured, providing background to beliefs and experience that are necessary to interpret the lexical meaning of the word in question. So, what does the word "run" mean? You're running to the store. You've had a run of good or bad luck. You have a uh, run in a stocking. Um, there's three or four different different meanings for a three-letter word. So um, how do you how do you, you, you frame that? Um, or another another example that Bill uses um, uh, 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 capia um, in the in, in, in the in the context of the criminal justice system. Um, Uh, a, a capia is a bench warrant issued by a judge. If you worked in the criminal justice system, you would understand that. If you didn't, the word would go right over your head. Right. So in the use of that word, say, say, say Bill's having a conversation with you and he uses that word. If the word goes right over your head, he knows that criminal justice is not in your frame of reference. If, on the other hand, you understand that word, then he knows he can talk to you um, in... Uh, he can talk to you in a different framework or about a different framework about criminal justice, and you'll probably understand what he's saying. Google is using um, such such techniques to uh, figure out why webmasters are using words on a page or why searchers are searching are using certain words in their queries. So if you're creating content, you want to frame the concept that you're trying to get across you, to, 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 through the search engines mm -hmm. in a whole bunch of, we'll say, foundational or supporting uh, phrases or, 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 or words. For instance, if you were going to use the word capia, you'd also probably want to use criminal justice system in the same sentence somehow. And, you know, I can't help but think, and I've got to read the article, so Yes, because I gave everything crap in a you know frame of mind, but or or with the, with this context and and you know I'm happy to chat about it next week. You know maybe in in more detail. Maybe who knows? Here's a good idea. Let's just call Bill. He'll <laughs> come on and, and talk about it himself. Um, but it seems to me, if I'm understanding what we're talking about here correctly, that it's it's looping. The advice to our, our, our listening audience, but to ourselves, is um, use the words that people would use in the way people would, would use them. <laughs> well, not, not just that, but show a reason or a context why you're using this word. Um, again, Google sees, we'll use the word run. Uh, there's like innumerable exa uh, 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 definitions innumerable um, um, antonyms with the word run. It means completely different things. I'm sorry, different homonyms for the word run. It means completely different things. Um, depending on the context in which it's used. So it's the words around it that frame the context of the word run. Right. Um, uh, 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 same with the word sale. Um, the word bought, the word sold. These, these all have um, different they can all have different, um, even even really subtle, nuanced differences just in the way they're used inside of a sentence. 
Um, remember, remember how amused we were that Google was able to like separate topics on one single page, so you could have like a ranking for a paragraph that was found in a nine or ten paragraph page. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of how how to say this. I think you'll be able to pull get a ranking for a sentence now, and this is how Google's going to do that and actually understand what it's doing. And it's also probably why we have such craptastic results at Google now. We're in a learning phase, I think. Well, you know what? It's really interesting that we're talking about this, and, and maybe you were you were segueing to it, or or maybe not. Um, but this ties in nicely um, with was it Jennifer. What's her last name? Or Jen Matthews. Um, piece over at SEJ um, on the, I mean, the article uh, from uh, just a couple days ago, how and why Google's neural matching is impacting your site. Yes. Um, and it's, it's interesting that Bill's talking about this, and we have Jen talking about this. Interestingly, on Monday, I published an article on how search engines answer questions and talk about neural matching in that one, too. So this is like a big, <laughs> big topic that we're all, all sort of chatting about right now. Um, and basically neural matching for, for our, our listening audience, um, who, who may not understand it, it's, it's fairly, it's just going, you know, bare bones on, on what this, what it means here is it's the understanding of the context of a word that has exactly as we're talking about multiple different versions based on how it's being used. So exactly what you're talking about, right? Like it's going, Oh, okay. I see the word you have, or I see that you've used the word change it's got like a bunch of different meanings right the word change is is the one that they listed as as their example um or that danny sullivan had listed um mm -hmm. as an example back in september um when when they were first talking about neural matching or at least to, to to my knowledge when he was first talking about neural matching um and then in the context of a, a few words he just listed it was only sentence fragments able to extrapolate which version of the word change is it? Is it exchange? Is it adjust? Is it modify? Is it replace? Is it like, what does it actually mean? And I never really thought of it. I'm like, oh yeah, change can mean like, even if we're talking about the same version of the word change, like not change like money, but change as in to, to alter something, I can mean I'm completely exchanging it. Like I'm going to change out my socks, right? Like, okay, that I'm not actually just going to adjust them. I'm going to take off those ones and put on new ones, or I'm going to change it. I'm going to write something on it. And now it's, it's changed from what it was before. So there's, there's a bunch of different subtleties um, for, for our listening audience who, who doesn't know neural matching. It is really, really interesting. There's a great piece by Jen Matthews over at search engine journal that dives into it at a very approachable level. Yep. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, it's a great piece. This was published on Tuesday, a couple of days ago, way worth the read. Um, and again, this is how Google is figuring out what you mean when you're using words, and also how Google figures out what the searcher is 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 means when when he or she is using uh, words to, to find stuff. So, get a handle on um, how Google is trying to understand um, your lexicon, your wording, your phrasing, and. Um, yeah, I think you'll find that your uh, sentence structures change slightly. Um, yeah. And by change, I mean I mean modify or or uh, adjust. 
<laughs> you know, it's a great tool here, and, and, and I love it. I've been using it for a variety of different purposes. I'm sure you have, too. Um, but it's one of the things I really love is answer the public. And it actually is something that I'm using more and more um, in these sort of contexts where it's not direct keyword research. I used to use it a lot when I was looking for, like, I need article ideas, right, or <laughs> whatever. So I'd go to answer the public and see what are all the ways people are asking different types of questions. You know, what kind of question do I, do I want to answer? For folks who haven't been to answer the public, go it's it's a handy site and it's free um they do have paid versions but in its glory it's still free um so yeah you can go over there and it just tells you all the different questions well i've actually started using it to understand context a little better and and this sort of lends itself to neural matching is understanding what are people doing same as you could do with like how much does right you enter that into google and then see what what sort of follows down except this one lets you put in the things at the end first right it sort of goes here's all the questions related to a specific phrase you've entered in there and understanding what order are people using words what contexts are they asking these questions in and which ones apply to you um it, it's a really really handy tool for, for just this sort of stuff i've never really thought of it while i'm using it in the context of oh, okay this is helping me understand you know how google would understand neural matching and how you know things would would structure themselves but when I'm thinking about it now as we're talking, it's like, yeah, that's helping me understand what words people are using, what questions, and how they're structuring those questions um, so that I can understand their intent is what I've been doing. But also in that process, you're going to be understanding, okay, this is the, the way these words fit together. Um, my modus operandi has always been word things the way people are wording them because you, you know, <laughs> that's, that's how they word things, right? It's like I often you know, just as an SEO, often put the same title as, as H1. Why? Because they click the title so I know it's words they're comfortable with, right? <laughs> and, you know, and I know they, they were attracted to that, so I might expand it a bit, but generally the H1 is going to be very similar to the title so the person is still comfortable with where they've gotten to. Um, you know, in, in, in this, now you can understand what ways people are, are, are sort of comfortable with, with wording things. But then on top of that, exactly to the neural matching and, and understanding sort of the, the structure of things, if you see a common trend in the way these sentences are all structuring and the way the questions are structuring themselves, um, then yeah, you're going to understand a little more about here's how to word things because Google's going to understand this context because it's happening over hundreds of queries. Let's make sure that, to your point, the site itself is, is structuring things in that way so they understand that you're answering that as well so absolutely and then just to sort of just kind of expand on what you're saying there's one quick tip again for, for some of the, the 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 newer practitioners um big mistake i made early part in my career was um seos and, and scms and, and people in, the, in in digital we, we we work with words we're writing all day long we've actually you actually will become quite good at it over time you're probably an advanced you're an advanced user of the language your potential clients are probably not <laughs> don't write for yourself write for the searcher <laughs> you know what that's that's great advice um and it's like a, a, a i am a horrible person to judge my own website right for, for example because i already know how to navigate it i know where everything is so just because mm -hmm. i like a new design that i might be looking at does not mean it's good it means it's similar to what i had enough that i um so it, it, it's very very similar to that in yeah the, the wording when i'm talking about um you know on our site for example and i'm just rewriting a bunch of the copy for, for a new design so this is sort of timely i can't word it 
for me or for you, right? Like I can't word it the way I word it. I can't word it the way I would talk about a service, um, you know, on our podcast where I know I'm speaking to people who understand um, sort of some of the technical terms, or at least they're sitting at a computer and are clearly interested in, in digital marketing. So they would look it up. So, so, so how do you spell screw heads? Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> don't, don't put screw heads on your web copy. You probably appreciate it. Sorry, Dave, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but we've got to take a break. I've got to All go. right, let's do it. The studio's getting, getting really nervous about this because oh, I can screw this one up. Brasco. So, on behalf of Dave Davis from Beanstalk and the Market, Jim Mentor and Noise Media, you are listening to Webcology on WebmapsRadio.fm. This was recorded live to podcast on the uh, 30th of May, 2019. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. It passes before it's noticed a slight. Rising of the eyebrows. A widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart as a beat. Like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with Brian Massey and his guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedConsequencesPodcast.com and find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. All right, guys. I want you to come up with an ad for a patented platform that lets you see any company's analytics accounts. I'm talking Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, etc. You know, see their sales and stats in real time. It's called Nacho Analytics. Tim? Nacho Regular Analytics Company. Charlotte. You can tap into analytics of major companies that don't want you to know how they're performing. Right. And you can also check the traffic and engagement for any influencer on any platform across all platforms. Tim? Okay. Let us help you grow your business. Bailey? So it helps you jump ahead in the concept and development stages so you can build your product better and ahead of schedule. Absolutely. Nacho Analytics lets you see anyone's analytics in real time. Tim? You'll be wondering, where has this company been my whole life? Tim. Sorry. Sales, subscribers, and stats all in one place, and the data is totally anonymous. Holy guacamole, that's good stuff. Ah, now you have me making puns. Let Nacho Analytics level the playing field. What will you do when you can lift the curtain on the internet? NachoAnalytics.com. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm. The Flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Web College and WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the uh, 30th of May, 2019, um, the night that the Raptors take the first game of the NBA Finals, as, as everybody knows. Um, 
Hey Dave, do you got any uh, do you got any clients that are actually making money in the hotel reservation space? <laughs> uh, you know what? Thankfully, thankfully, uh, not directly. Yeah, but, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, are they still making money in the hotel? <laughs> the very best to make sure they don't. Yeah, this is painful. Um, okay, so Google has moved a hotel pricing chart into the middle of the search results pages. And if that doesn't catch your eye and make you need to click on it, I don't know what's gonna. Um, I mean, seriously. like, well, well, I don't want to say that Google is trying to monopolize an entire industry and knock a bunch of people out of work, but that's what it looks like to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, they've been... For our regular listeners will know. Like, they, they, I, mean, I don't know how many times over the last 365 days we've talked about layout changes in travel right on on Google um, it's been many <laughs> and they're doing lots of them um, you know it's, it's local and travel so basically they want to know what people are doing around themselves and then what they're how they're getting to different places right seems seems to be the the, the focus makes perfect sense to me um, and yeah to, to, to put this in there and allow for straight bookings to start uh, to start coming like they, that you can actually check prices and, and, and do all that um, you know, right through the, or at least start the path right through um, the search result is very, very threatening. Um, if you were somebody like, say, Expedia, yeah. um, you know, or, or a company like that. So it, it's going to be a, a real challenge. At the same time, there are a lot of opportunities um, baked into this for you know, sort of anybody else. Um, and I, 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 I know we, we've got a client who does um, vacation rentals I, and, mm. and, and a lot of them, right? Like where they're, they're a management company, they have hundreds upon hundreds of, of different vacation rentals um, in, in the zone that they're in. Um, it's been sort of like dragging, uh, foot dragging a little bit because the, the reward wasn't there. So not real foot dragging, just cost benefit analysis and going, eh, not yet, um, on um, sort of getting the, the hotel ads feeds all set up. They, they do a lot of paid search advertising. Um, but, you know, it hadn't gone into the hotels. And, you know, I've been keeping an eye on it. I don't do their paid search management. So it's sort of going, you know, hey, guys, you know, they're starting to show vacation rent, you know, stuff like that. And now this certainly bumps that up, um, you know, and makes us go, okay, now we're, you know, if we, if we get these ads directly in there, because surprise, uh, the, the, the results when you're, when you're checking are, are ad-based. Um, you know, if you can now start to, to get it right into the search result, if users are being trained, um, you know, directly in the search result to fully engage and go through, I mean, they, they've just launched the, their new travel section and everything. Like if, if the full path is being handled directly on Google, uh, now um, the reward for getting into, those hotel, into that hotel ad space for our client in that case is dramatically up. It's come on the radar again, and, and we're moving on getting the, the feed done. Now, well, we, I mean, again, I'm not doing the paid search management, but I just send them stuff when I see it because I like them. Um, so, yeah, it, it's in, in some cases, if you, if you think about it, if you're managing um, a lot of vacation rentals, um, now all of a sudden there may be some, some rewards. Um, okay, and, and so, some so, so, so basically what you're, what you're saying, if you're, say, Travelocity or Hotels.com or uh, uh, Expedia, Google's eating your lunch. But if you're one of the people who would feed information through those other portals, you're probably going to save some money. You're probably going to save some money, and you're com you can battle it out where they can't. 
right? I mean, in this client's case, they do well organically, but they're already bidding, right? They're already doing paid search. Well, for now, at least, hotel ads are cheaper. So if we can get more by going through the hotel ads, right? And, and we're going to be satisfying the users more, of course, because we're, we're right where they want to be and right where they're engaging. But if we can basically draw some of those clicks away from the other part of the paid search campaign and over into a slightly less expensive area, not dramatically, but slightly less expensive, it, the spend will probably stay the same, but we're going to get more for it, right? So it, it's, you know, it can be a win. And slightly less expensive per click um, can add up really quickly if we're talking the volume of clicks. We, we have a, a big budget, right? Or they have a big budget. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's quite dramatic. And if that just leads to, you know, one or two, let's say, more reservations, right? But I, I suspect we're going to see higher, and I'll keep you posted once it, it does launch, because we're actually – the hardest part, is, you know, and, and anybody will, will sort of know this who does any um, UX stuff is, getting a person started into your funnel. Google's getting them started into your funnel already. Before you're even charged for anything, they're already heading down that funnel, right? And in, in when you're looking at hotel ads, they're picking dates already and stuff like that. So, you know, it, when you're paying, you've already got them a little bit down the funnel. So these are, there's some opportunities baked into each layout change. It's just not on organic. <laughs> so, you know, that, that part does hurt. As an organic SEO, that part hurts. As somebody who, who's interested in paid search, I'm like, ah, okay, I can maybe save the client some money, um, you know, and, and, and then they'll have more to give to me <laughs> or, or at least get more out of it and be more satisfied with me. Okay, and, and I just want to throw my two cents in here for a second. If it's, it's an organic, I don't got a lot of people in the travel space, but it occurs to me that if, 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 if you're able to get your, uh, your clients into a uh, advantageous position anywhere on the search results page without paying money for it, mm-hmm. You've done them in organic mitzvah in the biggest of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I'm mm-hmm. trying to get that in there. <laughs> okay, we got time for one more story. And um, if you're in the new Google Search uh, Console uh, and you um, well, feel like disavowing a page for whatever reason, um, you can't. So don't try because you won't be able to. It's a big waste of your time. But. If you really got to dump that page and, you know, you, you, you just got to dump it now, John Mueller says it's totally cool. You can go back and use the disavow tool in the old version of Google Search Console, and they will be porting it over to the new version of Search Console, which suggests that disavow does probably have some value still. Yeah, I found this one a little odd when it, when it crossed my radar to this, this news and that it was even still a question. Yeah, and unless it was somebody who was really new, because I mean, you've been to this rodeo. You remember them rolling out. We've been watching them slowly but surely moving all the tools over, right? Like moving from from the you know the crawls over in the old to inspections over in the new, right? Like it, it just we've been watching them move stuff. So if it's not in the new, I just go to the old, like for everything. <laughs> I think if I don't see it in the new, it's like oh right, okay, that's still in the old one. Um, you know, and I keep checking the new versions for different tools just to know when they switch over, but it never even occurred to me that it's not moving. <laughs> it just was like, ah, oh, it hasn't moved yet. Um, so I don't know what the holdup is. It seems to me, and I know nothing about their, their backup system from this, or, or the back, back end system from this context, but it doesn't seem to me that that would be the most complex thing that they would be moving over. But so it's either a very low priority or like it's, it's probably not a heavily used section. Um, 
So we'll, we'll see, but yeah, it makes sense that it's still there. And this isn't Google saying, oh, no, we're, we're good. You never need to, to use the disavow tool. Well, right? this, <laughs> is, this is where for SEOs, uh, especially especially SEOs that are like have a lot of curiosity and time on their hands, um, this is where things get a little bit, a bit, a little bit screwy because like we try to predict where Google's going, what Google values, um, what it thinks is important, and it, Google doesn't give us a lot of lifetime clues, but the decisions it makes, that's got to be a clue, right? Yeah. Like, it put value into this, therefore it put energy into working on this, on X, Y, or Z, Z as, a, as, as a project, right? Mm-hmm. So why did it do that? Well, because, it, because it's got to mean something. Apparently, you can't look at that search console and, and think, okay, so that action means this, this, or that, because it may or may not. We're making – and, and it, it shows how, how, how assumptive we can be, right? That's very true, yeah. Um, anyway, so you can use disavow. It's on the old uh, search console still. It will it will probably be ported over to the new one. John Mueller says it's going to be ported over to the new one, and the fact that it's not there yet does not say anything about how Google values it or doesn't value it. I think that's what we're supposed to conclude from that story. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay, so last, I guess we have time for one more really quickly. Um, Oh, no, we don't nope. have time for one more really quickly. I was going to say social social media usage numbers came out. Uh, Facebook time is down a little bit. Instagram time is up a little bit. Snapchat time, oddly, is holding steady, neither up nor down. Okay, friends, we've been through another clock cycle, a whole whole hour past uh, talk and search. So on behalf of Dave Davis from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm, recorded live to podcast on the 30th of May 2019 stick around webmaster stick around webmasterradio.fm a lot of great stuff coming up on the network stay safe we will talk to you next week the opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent